welcome, welcome to another... Today's podcast is brought to you by Borders. In May, thousands of Harry Potter fans descended upon New Orleans for the Phoenix Rising Conference. Borders and your friendly podcast hosts were there to take in the sights and share a lively discussion of the series that bewitched the world. Listen in and watch the action yourself. Check out the Phoenix Rising Borders Book Club discussion at bordersmedia.com slash Potter, or click the Borders banner at the top of the podcast page. Um, we are Pottercast. We're a weekly podcast that is posted on the Leaky Cauldron, which is one of the big Harry Potter sites online. And we're here to talk to you all about book seven and what we think is going to happen and your theories and our theories and some jokes and some games yeah. and some fun. We actually so. have a copy back there. I was just reading it before we got on here. I don't know if anybody's interested in Snape. Anyone? No. No, they prefer to read it. It's back. John's copy, though, so. Yeah. It's, it's, on a, it's in a notebook with my handwriting. Well, in each city that we've gone to, and this is like, what, eight, nine, ninth city, something, something like that. Something like that. What's our car saying? A uh, car says a lot of things. We've had, miles. I think it's like number seven or eight. Yeah. Well, we've been doing a predictions test in each city to determine, after the book comes out, which city knew their stuff, which mm-hmm. city has it right, which city has bragging rights for Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. So we have a little test for you guys. Who thinks it's Los Angeles? You guys weren't You weren't as loud as Tucson Who thinks it's Los Angeles? Bring the knowledge Not bad, not bad Okay, John, what's our first question? Our first question is the biggest, most important question Of the Deathly Hallows Is, will Harry Potter live or die By the end of this big old book? If you think he is going to live Cheer now. Wow. It's a lot of noise. If you think he's going to die. (laughs) It's not going to die. I think think lives wins. I think, (laughs) yeah. Live has it sewn up. Mark it it down. Okay. There. What's our other one here? Mr. Snape. Number two. If you think he's good, or wait, if you think he's not working for Voldemort. Good is a relative term. I think we can agree he's a jerk. Yeah. What was our other one, Paul? Wait, no, wait. If you think he is. Oh, sorry, Paul. Oh, yeah. If you think Snape is evil, cheer now. If you think he's an illusion. <laughs> yes, illusion safe. If you think he's actually Professor McGonagall, yes. <laughs> cheer now. Or Grubbly Plank. No. <laughs> Grubbly Plank is the key to everything. <laughs> he's ha- who's he's Hagrid? Hagrid? Snape is Hagrid. Is Hagrid. Good, good theory. I like I that one, that actually. One. Write it down. <laughs> Our third question. Uh, okay. 
All right. The third question is whether or not Harry is a horcrux. So I'm going to say, do you think Harry is a horcrux? Cheer now. Okay. Quite a bit compared to other other cities. Okay. Yeah. At one city and, we got complete silence. It was great. And if you do not believe Harry is a horcrux, cheer now. <laughs> All right. Bodes well for Harry, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Los Angeles has the right idea. They've seen a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question number four. Number four. Will Harry return to Hogwarts to go to school? If you think so, now. And is Harry all done with his schooling at Hogwarts? He got plenty. He knows he's mastered that Expelliarmus spell. So that's all he needs. I was about to say that that Harry knows a lot. That's all he needs. 95 episodes of Pottercast gone with that statement. (laughs) Pretty much. They teach destroying Horcruxes yet, do they, huh? I think it's in a, you know, maybe in the restricted section that's booking that. It'll be what Grubbly Plank teaches. Okay. Sorry. Number five. Last one. Oh, I always forget number five. But number five is... Oh. Will Harry walk around? Will Harry <laughs> swim with a giant squid? What? Oh, will Harry... Like doing charades Will Harry here. or anyone else, for that matter, travel through the veil in the apartment? Well, well, no, will we third? see behind the veil? Will oh, we yeah. actually see it? So... Yes. You think so? Well, if, we, if you think we were going to see behind the veil, that kills everybody. Cheer now. <laughs> and if you think that the veil indeed does kill everybody and no one will be traveling there and living to tell the tale, cheer now. <laughs> I swear. John doesn't like this idea. I don't like going behind the veil. Sirius went behind the veil. Joe Bad said Sirius happen. is gone. Therefore... No one's going behind the veil unless they want to die. Well, who's read his dark materials? Yeah, bring it. Thank you. Who hasn't read it? Joe. Who hasn't. <laughs> she we, said she's we never visit read it. the land where you everybody's dead out. and nobody, well, our, our important people don't die mm. anyway. So I know it's a different book. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's possible, though. Okay. Right, John? Yeah. You know what I think it's time for? I think it's time for a public service announcement from our friends here <laughs> in the Potters. <laughs> I'm Harry Potter from the band about me, Harry and the Potters. You know, if you ever have a problem, you can just ask Hermione. She's pretty much always right. (laughs) Especially in the movies. Especially movie Hermione. Yeah. Who knows all the wizarding stuff, too. Yes. Well, speaking of, of movie Hermione, speaking of the movies, how many of you think you're going to... Uh, stake yourselves out on the red carpet for the premiere here in Los Angeles. I will be there. It's about time you guys got a premiere. Jeez. That's yeah. so cool. I, you know, didn't they have... It, was, it wasn't a premiere, but it was something no, for Chamber of Secrets. They had a premiere. They had a premiere here for Chamber of Did Secrets. They? But that was, you know, they were 12. I mean, come on. Come on. Did Dobby show up to that one? Or yes, Dobby showed prior up. Prior engagements. On a horseback. Yes. <laughs> you know, we keep saying the house elves on horseback, but they were on horseback in the Goblet of Fire movie. Someone emailed to remind me at the Quidditch World Cup. <laughs> you're right. You're right. They walked Anybody by on horses. There's a, there's a still frame. Or was of, it camels? No. Camels? Camels. Of a, of a, that of makes a house more elf. sense. Right of the I don't know if a house elf could handle a horse. It's some totally bored effects guy who thought, I'm going to stick Dobby on the thing, you know? <laughs> I wonder if anybody will notice. <laughs> Have you met a Harry Potter fan? Yeah. Okay. Hey, what's our conundrum, guys? 
Our conundrum is pretty cool, actually. Oh, this is one of Paul's favorites. Yeah, yeah. I chose the conundrum today because I I want to talk about this. It's we're going to talk about the school motto at Hogwarts. Um, Who knows it? Oh, what is it? Oh, it's exciting. Somebody knows this. Oh, in Latin, come on. We got a microphone right here. If somebody wants to jump up and recite it, bring it. Draco Dormian's nunquam. Well, I, I don't know. Here he know comes. Here he comes. Here he comes. Here he comes. He's racing. Get it. Get it. Get it. This. Uh-oh. Oh, hit the button here. Not the fun. Oh, there you go. Oh. All right. Draco Dormian's Nunquam Titillandus. Very nice. Right. Wow. Huge round of applause. That's cool. That guy looks like Joss Whedon. You do. You do very much. I was like, oh, cool. Oh. <laughs> and what does that mean, though? I forget. Is it, is it never, never tickle? tickle Ready? One, two, right. three. So the question today is who or what is the dragon? Is it literal? Is there really a dragon in Hogwarts like there was a basilisk? Interesting thought to ponder. Sure. Oh, okay. Well, I actually called up Melissa the other day about this because I was wondering and I was sort of pondering, you know, it's sort of a passive statement to make as a school motto because... Um, it's sort of never, never do something is a, a negative, you know, versus, uh, for a school, you should be sort of anticipating the fact that people are going to be learning and take a positive motto. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, knowledge and gaining insight is, uh, um, more of a progressive thing versus saying never do this or never do that. And so I was intrigued by that and I was wondering what sort of role that might play. What, what, what the motto is trying to say exactly? Like what is, or the fact that it uses negative language? Yeah, well, both. Um, you know, it seems like a training a school is a training ground for wizards, and um, uh, an appropriate school motto might be like, "Learn not to teach, or learn not to tickle sleeping dragons." Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, go to this class. What I, what I always think of this, and I don't know, you know, so I'm not usually right about anything. But uh, when I think of buildings having models or schools having models, I come back to Gringotts, and they have a motto on their doors. Anybody remember what that is? That's <laughs> a really, longer one. It's, I really want to do the one from that book about hell, <laughs> Abandon All Hope. <laughs> yeah, it's just pretty much <laughs> but saying... But it's not the case. That's not it. I don't know if, if anybody has it word for word, but isn't it pretty much saying, don't rob our bank or yeah. we'll trap you in our vaults forever. And, and eat you. The dragons will rip you to pieces, things like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, that makes sense for, for a bank. For a bank. Sure, of course. <laughs> of course. So in the Gringotts case, it's their you know, motto or whatever is like a warning. So can we you know, say that the Hogwarts motto could be a warning to anybody thinking they're going to mess with Hogwarts? Because that's, that's how I read it. It's like never tickle the, the sleeping dragon, right. the dragon being Hogwarts. You know, don't mess with Hogwarts or we'll come after you like a dragon. Well, it, re- it reminds me of what happened after Pearl Harbor when they said about the U.S. that you've just awoken a sleeping giant. Mm-hmm. You know, you do that, you don't know the force that you're dealing with. And then you think about what the, what the sorting hat said, which is we must all unite from within or be, or be destroyed from without or something like yeah. that. And you think about how important of a line that is and how these books are all about the division, you know, so prevalent, the division between the houses. If you're in Slytherin, you you mean this, if you're, you know, if the, if the houses came together, imagine the force that that school would. And we were talking the other day about what if Hogwarts helped if the big battle was at Hogwarts, (laughs) like the arms of the towers are coming down and punching the giants out. (laughs) I could just see the death eaters going up the stairs, you know, and the stairs swinging around and like smashing other death eaters and stuff. (laughs) That'd be awesome. Cause you know, do, do we even have ever 
do we know if during like the like the first like Wizarding War and everything, even back in the Grindelwald days, if any if there was ever any attacks on Hogwarts? All we know is what Hagrid said in the first book, which was Voldemort didn't try taking the school not yet anyway, yeah. and that always from the first book seemed important that he was going to try it in book seven. That the that the series almost wouldn't be complete unless we had you know Hogwarts under siege. Sure. So it makes me wonder if anyone has ever attempted attacking Hogwarts, and if you know, if the if Hogwarts can be used as like a fortress in that instance, like the stronghold for for the good and the order and everybody. Uh, if there is going to be a huge battle and the lines are drawn, and where is the the order and everybody going to hang out anymore? I don't know if Harry would want Grimmauld Place as a command base when you have a huge castle that has all these protections on it. It makes more sense to keep everybody in that safe place. You could almost bring all the villagers and everybody from Hogsmeade and whoever wants to hang out in Hogwarts. It's a big enough place, you know. Bring them all in there, like Helm's Deep. (laughs) Helm's Deep. As long as we're not throwing Flickwick over the side. Yes, I was going to say. I guess it's really interesting for me to hear you guys say that because you're sort of building up Hogwarts to be um, almost like a. A, a training ground for a wizard army in a sense, you know, like it's a stronghold. Um, and it's almost like they anticipated a battle when they came up with the school motto in a sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, that's, that does sort of run contrary to like the idea of a school, which is to teach openness and thought and that sort sure. of thing, which is, uh, you know, aimed at avoiding conflict and war and that sort of thing. And then Godric Gryffindor has a sword. Sure. But what was no. he using that for? Back <laughs> yeah. then? You know, maybe when, they were around. It was a is a different time. Mm-hmm. It was a more more violent time. Maybe who knows? Well, Godric Gryffindor. I don't know if I'm right about this, but he seems from his lineage or whatever we've been able to pull that he has a little bit of a Viking history. Is that right? Or or Welsh? Or I don't know. I don't know where that all comes from. But he seems to have a warrior mm-hmm. lineage, and so that might be you know and yeah. a cool hat. That might be why. <laughs> what you say? Save. Yeah, I said a cool hat. Did the hat cool talk hat. during not a Viking Godric's time? Hat, though. Definitely not a Viking. No, it wasn't. No, no, not a Viking. Hat. But you know what I mean, like that kind of um, warring yeah. background. He, yeah, the sorting hat was his. Yeah, but it didn't talk while he owned it. The I founders hope not. made it talk. The founders made the it fact. talk. Yeah, afterwards. that'd be fun to have a talking hat. You know, just walking around with it. That'd well, be awesome. What Joe said about the about the motto. Somebody asked her about it, and she said, well, whenever you see a school or whatever, they always have these big fruity mottos like, you know, learning and wisdom and and fortitude. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And she said that she wanted something that was good sound advice, never tickle a sleeping dragon, which uh, I get, but, you know. She, she said it was just good, good sound, sound advice. advice. But she might have been being coy. It might have yeah. been symbolic of – I don't think she'd, like, give the whole – theme of her school to just a stupid, you know, yeah. a little piece of advice. Hmm. You think it's sort of like a Dumbledore catchphrase almost? Like Maybe. It's a little it's a little cheeky. A little cheeky. <laughs> yeah. I think it's very cheeky. I think it's very, um, you know, it's like just a little just throwing it out there, it's like Dumber, Dumber, Cheekle, Sleeping Dragon. I, I always read that with like a dot, dot, dot after it. Yeah. It's like because this is going to happen, you know? And then what? Exactly. And then what did you say? Yeah. Well, what about the idea that it's an actual dragon? That it's the dragon on the cover of the deluxe edition? It's the Hogwarts dragon. I don't know if it's so much, I don't know if it's that dragon, but I love the idea of there being, see, I don't don't think it would be fair for Salazar to have the only chamber in this school. (laughs) I think, you know, Helga Hufflepuff had her play place 
and her ball pit, the like kitchen. McDonald's. Third but show. But the other founder, I'm, I'm sure Ravenclaw had this awesome Ravenclaw library that we're going to discover in Deathly Hallows. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Godric had some, maybe like a like a dueling training ground or somewhere, somewhere in the castle. But what, what they is all it, have had their own animals. Well, well what is it that um, Hufflepuffs make? The, 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 not burrows, but um, under under the ground. Uh, what is it called? Hufflepuffs. I meant badgers. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Those Hufflepuffs and the things they make. They make yellow pins for everybody. No. Um, uh, badgers. They make a... It's a... Uh, dams? No, not dens. It's, it's like a burrow. It's like a network of underground tunnels. There's a word for it. and A warren? No, it's like a three-letter word. The warrant. I'll figure it out. I'll put it on podcast.com eventually. Um, um, and so I always feel like Hufflepuff has this, like, this, yeah. Not damn. Maybe Hufflepuff's responsible damn. for all of the secret passages through Hogwarts. It's possible. That could you know? be cool. I could totally see. Like, let's put one over here behind that painting. That'll be really cool. That'll totally Hufflepuff. Let's go spy on the Slytherins, you know? Yeah. That's how the house get around. Oh, no. Don't give him oh, more. Yes. Please. And please. They're, they're chains. They're invisible. They're invisible. No one can see. John maintains that Helga Hufflepuff <laughs> enslaved the house elves. Come on, Paul. Defend the Hufflepuff. Oh, yeah. Um, pretend I love Hufflepuff. <laughs> You know, Helga Hufflepuff would never enslave house elves. <laughs> That's terrible. It was earnest. She yeah. loves people and animals house elves and whatever people. sort of magical creatures house elves are. <laughs> she, would, she would definitely respect their rights to be free. Yes. To make it complete, you have to hit John. That's the Sue way. And it has to be like three octaves higher. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Squee! <laughs> There you go. You know, I was just I was just thinking though, as as we're talking about it, the idea that the other founders having chambers and having animals, if Salazar had a huge snake, you know, the basilisk, why would we assume that Godric would have a dragon and not a griffin? I didn't assume that Godric that's had what, a dragon. That's what we're talking about. Like, if it's right if it's in if the it's, Hogwarts if, dragon, the Hogwarts dragon <laughs> hangs out. Who, you you know, know, he's like the mascot the at the Quidditch games. Yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, when we talked about that earlier with some people, it was, you know, Gryffindor would be holding on to this giant dragon, which I don't, I don't know. I mean, I would love it if there were more chambers and things and love it even more if there were animals, especially seeing what would be in, you know, Ravenclaw and, and Hufflepuff's you know, area. There'd be like a giant badger or something that talked to you <laughs> like Lemmy Winks or something. But it's terrible. I don't know. The Hogwarts dragon. What if there's like a passageway in Dumbledore's office that leads to well, somewhere? Somebody had a wonderful theory yesterday that I, I think bears repeating, which is that when somebody's a great wizard like Dumbledore or and identifies strongly with phoenixes, oh, yeah. that's how phoenixes are born. That when you saw a phoenix fly out of his tomb at the end of the sixth book, um, that was a new phoenix because they're immortal. So how they don't die. So how oh, are they born? You just stumbled you know? upon something because Joe said that we'd never hear from Fox again, didn't she? Like no. Fox is gone. He'll never return no, to didn't. Hogwarts again, no. didn't she? No. But no, it's written in the book. It's written in the book. No, it's not. That Fox did his well, final Harry phoenix felt song. like that, that Fox was gone, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to see him. Only from the Hogwarts grounds. Only the from Hogwarts the Hogwarts grounds, yeah. Sure, he might go visit Fox in his apartment or something, but... <laughs> Fox is not coming back to Hogwarts, according to Half-Blood Prince. So what if the, the phoenix that Harry is going to use is Dumbledore Phoenix? Well, what, I'm sa- what I was about to That'd say so cool. is if that's the case, then maybe if that's true, and it's totally out there. I mean, it's a great theory, but it's, out, it's one of those out there ones that has yeah. just as much chance of being false as true. Yeah. But um, that the fox is Godric Gryffindor. 
Um, you know, this one Godric Gryffindor died, he became. I like it. I thought, Fox. And then the Dumbledore could be a was, phoenix. I'm sorry, I thought the giant squid was Godric Gryffindor. That's right. Yes. <laughs> they take turns. That's right. Paul dropping the knowledge on us. Darn it. They take turns. <laughs> well, no, she did say that Dumbledore was dead, but she didn't say that Dumbledore exclamation point phoenix. Was, was was not alive. Well, I don't no. think that I think it, I don't think it means it is Dumbledore, but it could be like uh, something with the spirit of him in it a little bit, you know, yeah. which would sort of suck when you were with him, knowing that it was like Dumbledore, but not, and he couldn't mm. talk. And hmm, that 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 misty phoenix thing is always a stumper. That stumped us yesterday of why the random phoenix right. smoke shaped thing came from the tomb at precisely that time. It's like if you know one of somebody set up a little smoke effect to happen. It just seems so cheesy, you know. There's, there's a magical reason it's behind nice. it. It's it's, a touch. I don't think it's random. It's a touch. Maybe that's what happens at wizarding funerals. It's some representation of what the wizard's animal, inner self, soul, something comes we, out of that. Demon. And we talked about that happening, like at the time. They're demons. <laughs> They're demons. Yeah. <laughs> They're it's demons. just the timing thing that Sorry. throws it. Because why? Would you know the soul or whatever be waiting for the eulogy to be done, not just leave when they die? Because they were given they were given an itinerary. Rather dramatic. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's cool. I like. I well, mean, it looked good in the movie. It. Just hiding out. I think he's pretty much right. Is it my time now. yet to get out of here? Is it time? You know, Cut and pull off. I was. I just. No, I just said. I think she's pretty much writing for the movies now. Just, no. Okay, no. <laughs> just kidding. Boo. Seriously. <laughs> Somebody always asks us, "Do you think that Jake Rowling changed anything?" So we're like, no, 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 no. no. She doesn't do that. I think she originally put in like a strobe light near the tomb, and her and you know Hot Hot Cheryl said that that was a little much, so they yeah. took it out. Yeah, yeah, but I think we I think we might have asked her about that in passing, and it didn't get translated into the interview that we posted in in five. But it was just sort of funny, you know. That it was it might have been a a little nod to Rupert, you know. But whatever. She yeah. said that she finds she it's um amusing to her to think about when he has to do the scenes with Lav Lav. That she just cracks up thinking yeah. about it. That there you go. I just remembered that right now, and it was never in the interview. So, exclusive info for the Pottercast crowd. <laughs> but awesome. I think Do we take comments on this, or are we going to go to another PSA? Yeah, that, that'd be fun. Well, let's have another okay. PSA. This is Harry Potter from Harry and the Potters with a word of advice for all you Pottercast listeners. If you see a horcrux this summer, don't touch it. Leave it alone and tell a responsible adult. Hagrid is not a responsible adult. (laughs) (laughs) Hagrid is not a responsible adult. (laughs) Always read the fine print. Yeah, or listen. Well, we want to hear some of your comments on what you think this motto might, might, might be or whatnot. So I want you to just come right up yeah. to that mic over there and go for it. That would be fun. Oh, or, yeah. Quietness. Guy in the rope. Don't fall. I have this muggle cousin who lives in Michigan and it snows there. And they have this saying that's sort of the muggle equivalent of the Hogwarts motto. Instead of never tickle a sleeping dragon, it's don't eat yellow snow. Yes. Sound advice. There you go. And that's basically what it is. And I think that it sort of means, you know, have common sense. Mm-hmm. Keep a strong head in the sense of it, in the face of adversity. Good one. Yeah. Good. There you yeah. go. I like it. I think I'd buy that more than a, a dragon below Hogwarts. Yeah. To be maybe. Honest. Yeah, but that'd be so much more exciting. I know. And you sort of wanted to write a song about it, didn't you? Yeah, that would have been a good song. That's what, still probably could. When I they called could. asking for. 
So like th- this is what happens when Harry and the Potters need canon information. <laughs> Yo, Pottercast, what's we we don't know what's Dumbledore's wand made of? We don't know, you know. And so we call them we, like we, we don't know have, either. We don't have internet in the car, but they do. And oh. so um, we don't have guitars just, in our car either. <laughs> I just call Melissa looking for information, and yeah. so I think we came up. Check it out. Let, let's see what you guys think of this theory that Dumbledore, the core of Dumbledore's wand, stretched taffy. Huh? Whoa! What kind what of taffy? Think? Who loves candy? Hmm. I don't know. Not I said it. dragon heartstring, but who knew? Uh, what do I know? Too easy. Is it I don't think it's a taffy? phoenix. I think that's uh, too much phoenix. No, too much phoenix. <laughs> Harry and Voldemort. Phoenix, got the phoenix, 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 yeah. phoenix, phoenix, all over the place. I don't know. I, oh, is he a unicorn if he's associated with purity and white? Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Good theory. Yeah. I'm sticking with taffy. <laughs> Any other ideas about the about the motto? Or are you guys out of motto discussion? Yeah, we got some more motto boom, stuff. Boom, boom, boom. It's pretty it's good, John. I've always thought of the um, sleeping dragon as a metaphor for apathy, that when times are peaceful at Hogwarts, everybody kind of, they get... Uh, they get distracted and they can conflict with each other, fight with each other. And if they confront adversity, then they'll unite and fight against whatever is uh, threatening Hogwarts. So I think when uh, Voldemort starts to threaten Hogwarts, that's when the houses will unite and, and wake up the sleeping dragon. I just thought of something awesome when oh, she no. said that. Oh, no. He thought of something like awesome. Yeah. Oh, no. He thought of something awesome. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. What if, true or false, are there a bunch of knight armor Guys in Hogwarts. Sure. Could they be woken up similar to the way Dumbledore woke up the statues to fight in the ministry cool. and have them be like the Knights of Hogwarts that fight to defend Hogwarts? Wouldn't that be awesome? I like totally. it. Cool. It's a little bit inf- like anti and fairy. Yeah, totally. Knight of the Living Dead at Hogwarts. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You hear them clanking like- down the hall. Imagine being a first year during this year and to be like, this is Hogwarts. What is going on here? What are the knights doing, mommy? Oh, gosh. I want to go home. Yeah. Oh. Where's the train? <laughs> What's that? Haven't suits of armor moved at Hogwarts? I think on occasion, but not like embodied with life force kind of thing. Yeah. Not like moving yeah. with their own mind. The same. They sing. Yeah, so they're. But that's like one of those stances that you clap and he, yeah. you know, and he does the thing. That's what that is. Rockhead style. Rock <laughs> well, well, the frogs also help. Oh, the frogs! The, the giant frogs <laughs> in the third the movie. The singing Azkaban frogs. You remember those? No. <laughs> there are these big. Everybody remember the big frogs? <laughs> Random frog <laughs> chords. <laughs> okay. Well, I think it's time for another PSA before we move on to our next portion the of the show. Hello, this is Harry Potter from Harry and the Potters with a public service announcement for Pottercast listeners. When riding the roller coaster in the belly of Gringotts, make sure you keep your arms inside the car. Just try using a wand without any arms. No fun keeping your arms inside the car. Aww. Come on. Gotta have them up like this. Yeah, good roller coaster. You haven't ever really played that song live, have you? No, we've never. Oh, there's a song. Can I, can I tell them? Can, can you I tell what? Them? Can I tell them what's coming? Oh, sure. There's a song about riding the coaster under, under, the under Gringotts, Gringotts. The Gringotts Goblin Coaster. And sometimes on random podcasts, I'll just start singing it to myself in the background. So it's a little Easter egg once wouldn't you hear that, the song. Isn't that just written already as a perfect ride for the new theme park? I know. God, that'd be so cool. It's 
gotta gotta happen. Definitely, and that's like probably one of the easiest translations from book to park. Yeah, yeah. it's already a roller coaster. Yeah. And then it's the flying Anglia. Duck the Whomping Willow. I wonder if you had like no. a giant stuffed Hagrid at the front of the, every car, <laughs> just like moaning and be like, oh my god, I'm off this thing. He needs an animatronic goblins too, just yeah. stuff them in there. Key, please. Key, please. <laughs> <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably where the dragon's from. Gringotts. Gringotts. Yeah. You got a pile of money and yeah. a dragon and that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a Horcrux there. Gringotts. I, I said they're all at Gringotts. They're all in the safety deposit box. Yeah. I, I think that it's probably, you know? probably going to be one there if they're riding on a pile of money at some point. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they are on the cover. Yeah, the whacked out British I'm edition sorry. cover. You guys have probably discussed oh. that. Oh. Oh. Well, let's play, our, let's play our game. Okay. I'm excited. It sounds like a fun a crowd. A good crowd for game. this game, yeah. Who knows, is- wait, who knows what we're about to, to say right now? The game? No? Ooh, okay. We've been doing this since May. You guys don't know. Okay. Most of you. Well, this is our dueling game. We duel with Harry Potter knowledge, and we name a category that is, you know, a category of a list of names, places, or objects from the books. And you go back and forth naming these these things, and whoever gets stumped loses the round. Whoever wins gets all the glory and um, satisfaction from winning. <laughs> about Harry Potter stuff. So what we're going to do, we're bring up two of you, and I'm going to name the categories. So who would like to play our dueling game? Oh, boy. Actually, uh, one, one, one of you, you guys pickers. Paul, it's all you. Bring it. And it's one. You're going to pick the match, Melissa? Um, 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 adversary. Um, another red shirt over here. All right. Very nice. Hold on. Okay, awesome. <laughs> going to walk on down here like Ricky Lake. I don't know when a guy talk show host, so that just kind of... There's a bunch of them, John. Maury Jerry, Jerry Springer. Okay. Maury. I'm going to hand this over to you guys like this, and you tell us your names, where you're from. Jacob from Rosemont, California. Okay. I'm Sabrina from Irvine, California. Okay, awesome. Um, the category for the first round of dueling shall be students at Hogwarts. Anybody who was a student at Hogwarts from books one through six. Okay? We're going to start out with the Gryffindor. Uh, Ron Weasley. Harry Potter. Jenny Weasley. Hermione Granger. Fred and George Weasley. Oh, is two that for one. one or two? I'll get one. the other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then I'll say Percy Weasley, and I'll also say Hannah Abbott. Oh, well then. <laughs> now, go al- now I'll go alphabetical from now on. <laughs> Anyone? Okay. Uh, Cormac McGlagan. Ooh. Draco Malfoy. Ramel Devine. Vincent Crabb. Gregory Goyle. Seamus Finnegan. Dean Thomas. Neville Longbottom. Lavender Brown. Luna Lovegood. You can do it. <laughs> Ten, nine, eight. It's mean, right? Seven. Cool. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Good work. You guys went pretty far. Nice work. Hey, tell her, tell her. It's a good volley. Go back to their back table. Hardly ever goes that long. Okay, no, you got to see. Yesterday, Joe, yesterday, what happened yesterday? It went crazy. Yesterday, what was it? Spells? Uh, spells. It went. Spells <laughs> always <laughs> goes for a long time. And then in uh, Tucson, somebody got up and that one girl, she was they were in a very Slytherin costume, same for the other one, and they got up and they went Avada Kedavra, Crucio, and it was just like. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you can see in their eyes they meant it too. It was, it was frightening. It was Leading frightening. Off. Well, let's bring up two more, you guys. How about a Slytherin versus um, 
We just had a Gryffindor, I guess. Slytherin versus Hufflepuff, just for me and Sue. That'll be fun. Who's a Slytherin? Can we, can a green a... Slytherin here, Hufflepuffs anywhere? Way in the glasses there? There you go. Can we grab a PSA before? Yeah, sure, on, on our way down. Let's PSA it up. Hi, this is Harry Potter from Harry and the Potters with a special public service announcement for all you Pottercast listeners. If you're playing Miss Pac-Man and you're on the second maze, there's a cool hold spot in the upper right-hand corner. And you can position your Miss Pac-Man up there for like a couple seconds. Eventually, the ghost will start circling around the top of the T. And then you can get them all in a bunch and then leave the corner, eat a power pellet, and then totally slam a killer quad and eat all four ghosts. Nice. nice. Very good. That's that's sound advice. Sound advice. I don't know who knows, but this one over here it is a like Pac-Man. cheating to me. Actually, it's not cheating at all. It's, it's not, not cheating. cheating? I didn't see that totally printed on legit. the machine. Okay, a proper technique. For we'll go with it. Pac-Man. Proper technique. <laughs> it's like a, a. But if you announce it on like a widely broadcast show like this, somebody might fix it. You can't fix it. I know you can't. Uh, <laughs> there are machines everywhere. Okay. Oh my. Um, okay. Um, tell us your names and where you're from. I, I'm Janani. I'm from Pasadena. Jennifer, <laughs> Jennifer from Sherman Oaks. Okay, and the category for this one will be, I don't know, this is kind of a small category, but sometimes people get stumped. How about classes and clubs at Ooh, Hogwarts? And clubs. Ooh. Starting with you. Um, defense Against the Dark Arts. Uh, ancient Runes. Um, divination. Charms. Dueling Club. Transfiguration. How am I stumped? Potions. The DA. Ancient Ruins. Oh, she said it already. Oh. Nice work. Good job. Very guys. good. Very good. Very good. Awesome. Should we bring up one, one more round here? One more round, guys. This is how this is what we do here. We go two on two because this two one on is two. just that cool. So this one's the best. We want all houses represented here. So show me a Gryffindor. Show me a Gryffindor. Oh, we got a scarf Gryffindor. Oh, we got almost a full costume here. How about a Ravenclaw? Ravenclaw, oh, I saw yeah. you pop up right there. Hi again, little one. Um, how about a Hufflepuff? Over You're not here. embarrassed. To, okay, come on up here. Are you a Hufflepuff? <laughs> Are you tough enough? Loyal yep, like a badger there. when the road gets rough? <laughs> <laughs> that was for Sue. And Sue. Do the Gryffindor one. Who, are, who we need? A, uh, need a Slytherin yet? Or no? Who, are you, any of you Slytherin? Slytherin. Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, Slytherin. Slytherin. Slytherin boy, if we have a Slytherin boys. Whoa, really? Come on up here. Slytherin boy, here he What's comes. What's the Slytherin rap? Are you a Slytherin? Are you living in a mind like a trap set to kill the wind? <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on up a little closer here. You can grab this mic. Are you a Gryffindor? Right. Like I'm Dumbledore? If you're a lion and you're flying, let me hear you roar. <laughs> and now, well, we, we have to have Ravenclaw now. Oh. Ravenclaw. Ah. Uh, are you a Ravenclaw? Testing without a flaw? A brain like a blade, sharper than a saw? Nice. Liam, and I'm from Santa Barbara. Hannah from Valencia. Um, Catherine from Palisades. Uh, Chris from Southgate. Awesome. And that was a Gryffindor, a Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, and a Slytherin. And we're going to be battling with spells, curses, jinx, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> incantations, all those things. Except for potions, because no one likes potions. So they don't count. But uh, we will start again with my left side. You guys can confer with each other. Try to whisper so you don't give it to the other guys. And keep it going as long as we can, starting on my left. How about a cadaver? From the Slytherin. Alohomora. Yeah. Expelliarmus. Curtio. 
Petrificus totalis. Wingardium leviosa. Uh, Accio. Accio. Oh, man. Dang. Oh, gosh. I don't want it to be over yet. Keep it going. Let's keep it going. How about, how about you have to lose two to lose, right. okay? So you're one strike. You guys, you guys have to go again. Yeah. You have to get one. You have to get one before you move on. Um, Spectrus dare. I can't. Who to what? Spectrus dare. Okay. Sure. I'm sure it does something with the wand. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, Lumos. Talk to each other. Get it right. Everybody's like, I know. I know. Yeah. Imperial. Nice. Locomotor. Like, locomotor trunk. Huh? Who knows some more? It's my turn. Yes. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Wow, we're going wild now. Just adding people. Oh. <laughs> oh. Adding really people wild. willy-nilly. Go for huh? it. Do it. Protego. Knox. Oh, boy. Right over there, over there, over there. Work together. Locomotor mortis. Well, it's a... Like, come on. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> 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 it's like, oh, yeah. Ridiculous. Whoa. <laughs> we just keep adding just until keep we have the whole people. library, you know, on either side. Just split the room in half. Well, this is our last show with these guys, so we got to make it a good one, so... Avis. Expecto Patrono. Think of something happy. Think of something happy. <laughs> I like when people nice. yeah. Could be cup. Oh, nice! Oh, boy, here we go. Okay. Wadi Wassi. Oh, I see you. Wadi Wassi. Oculus Reparo. Point me. Point me. Wait! This is going to get crazy. Do it. Jelly legs. Oh, a pisky. A pixie? What? No. <laughs> Flipindo. They're one down. Priori and Cantatum came out. Wow. Wait, Priori and Cantatum's not a spell. I think that ends the game when Priori and Cantatum comes out. They did it in the forest. It's an effect. Who are we on? What the heck's happening here? We did it. Plenty. Yeah. Orchidus. Who to what? To get the flowers out of the wand, Olivander. Very nice. <laughs> Whoa, like, good one. Sonora. Muffliato. They said Muffliato. Bricked and Sempra. We said that already. Oh, the side wins. Yay. Thank you, guys. Everyone gets safe. Good job, everybody. Wow. Well, that was insane. Whoa. Good volley. Thank you. Totally it was pretty insane. great. Hey, it's time for another PSA from Harry and the Potters. I like it. Hello, this is Harry Potter from Harry and the Potters, the public service announcement for Pottercast listeners. You know, the magic of the Mirror of Erised is a lot like the magic of the internet. Don't be consumed by it. Go outside. <laughs> the worst group of people to say that to come on <laughs> we want that for you guys <laughs> <laughs> gotta hit the beach guys yeah. we, we did yeah. man we love the beach yeah. okay so favorite part of the show is I right now i love this part of the show i should probably get back down you should again. ricky lake go for it i don't know ricky. why i bothered with this chair ricky with an exclamation point yes. um 
This is when we take your questions, theories, comments. What, it's when you decide what we talk about or what you want to tell your fellow Potter fans right here. So John's going to be coming around with the mic. And so if you have something you want to say, All right. Who wants to it. talk to us first about a theory? I'm walking this way, so I might as well hear the Prisoner of Azkaban book. What's your name? Where are you from? I'm Lexi from Diamond Bar. Okay, awesome. And what's your theory or question for us? My question is about Dumbledore, and in the sixth book, when him and Harry go back into the memories, in the first one that they go to, Dumbledore seems to know that uh, the parcel tongue that they're speaking, but before he says that Harry and Salazar Slytherin and Voldemort are the only known speakers of parcel tongue, but he seems to understand it when they go out and speak it. Uh, does he understand it? Is he understanding it, or is he making conjectures of the, what they're possibly talking about? He just seems to know they're speaking it. Yeah. Which it would sound like, yes. Or whatever the hell to them. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> is that what, is that what you were thinking though, or do you, th- you think that uh, Dumbledore is a parcel tongue? Well, like he says that he isn't because he says the only known speakers, and he's not one of them. But what they say in parcel tongue is kind of of importance, and he's not like one to not know information. He's also the only known speakers. He didn't say that he wasn't. You know, only no, known speakers. He's an unknown speaker. Oh, that'd be tricky insane. Dumbledore language. I think I remember just reading this chapter, and I think they said something about you know Harry says they're speaking parcel tongue, and he looks at Dumbledore, and Dumbledore's like. He's like, kind of nods. He's like, yeah, but I don't, I don't know if that means that Dumbledore. Well, if he could speak parcel tongue and couldn't find the Chamber of Secrets, then I've lost all hope for him. Yeah, that'd be pretty pathetic. Completely. How about over anybody over here want to have a question or theory for us? I'll, I'll come back here to you. All right. What's your name and uh, where are you from? I'm Hunter McKinney from Lake Forest. My question is, if you die, do you automatically go behind the veil? Oh. If you die, do you automatically? What do you think, guys? Well, um... I think the veil is uh, sort of a separate entity, you know. It seems like they found this somewhere and mm-hmm. stuck it in the Department of Mysteries so they could <laughs> study it. Now, maybe yeah. it's, a, I, I think behind the veil is maybe this sort of underworld or something sure. like that. And maybe that is where you go when you die or some sort of yeah. purgatory-like spot or something like that. See, you figure that the veil is just kind of the gateway. Yeah. It's not like the whole world's dead you know place is sitting in the britain's department of mysteries you know Having that's probably tea. i don't think that's probably even the only veil in existence you, mm. you know mm. why why does england get to have the only well, veil to the dead i don't know because <laughs> they're the best <laughs> no is it possible um, that it's a gateway that it was opened by a wizard Oh, the underworld. I like and that. And like infused in this stone. Well, what we said when we saw the artwork for the fifth movie's oh, um, veil, oh my God, it's it, it's really absolutely breathtaking. And it looks like it is on this, this ancient, ancient mountain. I mean, like that n- when you see it, all you can think is that the ministry was built around this, that sure. they found this and it's been mm. pre-standing for millennia yeah. and they built the ministry right there. Um, so maybe there are these portals in and some it's, places. It's all beat to, beat to heck, though, because it's, it's, it's all, you know, the top left corner of it, it's all, like, chunked away like somebody was attacking this Crop. thing, if you remember. <laughs> Crop is <laughs> set loose by the veil. Interesting. Interesting. Has that even come out yet in pictures yet? No. In videos or trailers or anything? No. The veil, no. In the trailer? Very briefly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't expect to see a veil because there is no actual veil material. It's, it's an, an effect. effect. It's yeah. kind of like a, dis, uh, distortion, like a distortion of, of space. And yeah. Exactly. Yeah, which I don't like. I like. I want it to be a veil. A veil. I mean, a it's a veil. We're calling veil it a veil. Like it was, that's okay. You know? You know, that's, 
I love how we've yeah. all gone frame by frame yeah. by frame by frame. Oh, yeah, I'm you so could ex- totally see it in the trailer for like negative 0.1 seconds. Oh, I'm getting so excited to be able to talk about this because we've been, you know, embargoed with really all this information. Now. And now our embargo oh, is man. up on the set report. So talk we can pretty now. much talk about anything you guys wanted to from we're what actu- we've seen. We're open to it now. So if you've got questions so about that's the set, on your questions us. list. Here, how about over here? we got a whole slew of you. My name is Serena Sanchez. I'm from Rosemead, California. My question is, do you think Dumbledore is dead? Yeah, I think. If he's not a phoenix, that'd be really cool. But no, I, I do think that, that Snape finished him off, sadly. Mm. Right, you guys? Is that a yeah, period? I'm with, you. I'm with you. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. I loved him, too, except I thought he was kind of a... Um, well, we won't get into it. I, didn't, <laughs> I, don't really, I don't really care for Dumbledore sometimes. but Yeah, I know. Go ahead. Go ahead. You can jeer him. It's cool. I'm fine with it. Boost. I'm Jacob Varela from uh, Mar Vista, California, and I'm wondering, along with all the other um, headmaster and headmistress portraits, will he be capable of doing what they do? Absolutely, if not more. That's what I think. Uh, why not? You know, Dumbledore was a great headmaster. I think he'd have the same abilities as those guys. As, what, in the portraits? The question is, what you know? how much ability did those guys even have? The portraits? The portraits yeah. in, in Dumbledore's office. Well, they're, Joe has said that they're informative. They're they're a bit like a like a shadow or a memory. They're a little bit like a parrot after a while. Didn't they you just say catchphrases also. They, they, yeah, they almost repeat catchphrases, and they have a little bit of their character. But you know, portrait Dumbledore is not going to come out with all the info that he never told Harry. Like it's not you know. Yeah, it's it's a very very tricky thing because how how they're written and we the one that really throws us is the the Slytherin guy, the Phineas, Phineas Nagellus, because he can. He's like he's able to ask questions and comprehend things like you know the last black he's he's really dead or you know he can take orders and they can the, the portraits can run run errands for the headmaster pretty much going to their other portraits. Well, the thing about that is that he really seemed to be able to feel emotion more than yeah. the rest. Of, like I know that they can comprehend you can talk to them a bit, but and Phineas Nagella seemed actually saddened that he went off in like in disbelief went off in search of Sirius yeah. Black like. So like, how much <laughs> personality a do they have? And you know, it's almost like they have—I w- I wouldn't say a, a soul, but something enough to yeah, let them feel feelings and learn things and be helpful and stuff. So maybe it has to do with—I w- I won't even get into if it's the talent of the person painting the portrait because we're not even sure <laughs> if those things are even painted. Dean Thomas. We have no idea. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. a full-time gig for that poor yeah. guy. Well, can we before we go on? Can we? Do we have another? PSA? Oh, yeah, we have plenty of PSAs to go. Let's do it. Boom. Hello, this is Harry Potter from Harry and the Potters, with a public service announcement for all you Pottercast listeners. Hey muggles, science is pretty rad. Keep up the good work. (laughs) (laughs) What's pretty rad? I missed it. Science. 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 Nice. Good work. (laughs) Very nice. Very nice. How about over here? Um, my name's Lucy from Glendale. Time Turner theory you guys have that Harry goes back to the night his parents died and tells Dumbledore everything. Well, what if he also tells Dumbledore to trust Snape? Uh, I know, right? Mm. Quick refresh on the Time Turner theory in case you don't know it. Who knows it? See, it went like crazy. Um, that the person who's at Godric's Hollow on the night that Harry's parents was killed was actually Harry, having found a different and more efficient way to time travel than the than the Time Turner. And that this is Wandicorn. And that this is why um, Dumbledore A trusts Snape. B knows that Harry's going to be okay coming out of all these trials that he goes through. Um, and that the big emotional point is that Harry has to allow what happens to his parents to occur. And J.K. Rowling has also said that there's something that Harry quote unquote. Has, ends up having to do in book seven, which is interesting. 
So yeah, he could he could have totally said like, "Hey, trust Snape." After he finds out that you should a trust Snape. Yeah. I don't think there's anything in the books that could disprove this as much as it is fans want either really thinking it's cool or really hating this theory. It's a really yeah. love hate theory. Well, we have our resident time travel expert over here. Uh oh. Yeah, this uh, you know you guys brought this up at our first podcast together, and it totally blew our minds. And I think we're kind of into it, you know. Um, always in favor of more time travel. Um, Big Back to the Future fan, especially on the back of Wandy Corn. <laughs> yes. Um, Does everybody know who? Wa- I'm sorry. What? You want? Go ahead. Do you want me to? Oh, oh Mosa is now an expert in Wandy Corn yeah, lore. We, you know, we've come up with this mascot for our band called Wandy Corn, and he's half wand, half unicorn, half giant squid, half dragon, half phoenix. Lobster. And, lobster. And oh no, no, was there a lobster? Oh, is there a lobster? There's a lobster claw. I thought we had a lobster claw. Yeah, and a flux capacitor. And uh, he also has a flux capacitor through which he can. Looks like a peace sign. So, but, you know, he can travel through time with that. He's drawn on the back of our van. And by the way, stick around because we've been um, having people from each city sign our van. So if you want to sign our van, hang out. And we actually don't have a place for Los Angeles. So you're going to sign all like the bumpers and the little (laughs) everything black on the van you can can sign. Awesome. I like that idea. I had somebody raise their hand over here, another Gryffindor. Hi, I'm Abby from uh, Santa Monica. Um, what's up? <laughs> okay, you probably answered this question before, but I really don't know it. Um, in the Department of Mysteries, Dumbledore, I think, told Harry that behind that locked door is something that he possesses so much. I, I guess it's love that um, he has to use against Voldemort. Do you have any idea what it is exactly? If it's like a tangible kind of thing, or is it just like, this room John, is love? John, you what know? did we say it was once? Uh, it was like a velvet couch or something. <laughs> Marvin Gaye going in the background. And <laughs> in the shape of a heart. Yes. <laughs> you know? uh, so many people have been you know, take, say, taking that, oh, Harry, you know, he's got the capability to love and love and happiness and peace and all these things. And we're going to have a DA turn into a bunch of hippies. And the whole behind the, this room is, you know, tie-dyed sheets and beads and other things. It's the love room. Come on. Yeah. Of it's, course it's, it's the love room. Certainly it's the love room. And it's so intense that is it the intensity of the love that melted Sirius's knife or just maybe the protection in that room? I don't know. But I don't know. Well, we have to find out. There's no way she can leave that hanging I would open. say we're more, more likely to go behind there than any veil. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely totally. more likely to learn more about that There's room. too much love. It hurts. Right, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go over here on these guys. Uh, I don't know if anybody here wants to say hello. Who's got a crazy theory for us? Hi, uh, this is Neville. I'm currently residing in Godric's Hollow. Um, That's our Quinn. I would, uh, I'd like to ask you guys a little theory. It's one of my friend's theories. Um, okay, so we kind of know that, like, we, we all sort of think that Fox is in some way, shape, or form related to Godric Gryffindor, right? Do you think that, um, if, if that's so, do you think that Voldemort's wand could be a horcrux because of the fox's tail feather in Voldemort's wand? Would he have made it into a horcrux? His own wand. Would both wands that have the fox feather be horcruxes? Be horcruxes. That'd be like having to make fox a horcrux or something. And Fox would know if he was wand. a horcrux. <laughs> fox would be like, hey, hey, just heads up, everyone. Heads up. <laughs> I, I may or may not be a horcrux. <laughs> Just, just fair warning. Um, hello, my name is Paulina, and I'm from California. And um, um, it, do you think Snape is really bad? Is Snape bad? No. Mm. How could you say anything to her but no? 
Well, that was, you know, honestly, one of the questions we asked when we started. Half the room thought he was, half the room thought he wasn't. Everybody was very split on this. No, it, the it was all Snape good. Question. All Snape good? Was Not it all, really? but it was strongly Snape good. You know, a strong Snape good. Do you think Snape is really bad? What do you What do you think? I don't know. Oh, oh and you know, she it's a wise answer. It's the answer that you know most of the world's probably thinking right about. No one, no one really knows you. for sure. Everybody hopes. No one knows. Hi, I'm Margot Guffin from Los Angeles, California. I was wondering, what do you guys think about the theory that the one who can destroy the Dark Lord oh, I love asking this. is actually Snape, who is approaching the door? Before we do outside this, outside of the prophecy room, who knows the th- who knows Ooh. the prophecy word for word? Somebody always does. You know it. Can you give us it over here? John has it. Where are we? Over here. Never mind. No, no pressure. The one with the power to vanquish the Dark Lord approaches, born as the seven month dies, born to those who have thrice to fight him. He will have power the Dark Lord knows not. The one to. Oh, hey, I know it. <laughs> Rock. Pretty good. Okay. But, okay, so what's the. That the, the, the one is Snape. The one that approaches because he was approaching the, the door while he was overhearing the prophecy? Oh. Snape Snape's was not birthday? born. But it could have been the other. There's 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 a a common theory that there's a there's a third person being talked about in, in that in that prophecy. Yeah. Yeah. I would hope talking about the death or not death of her main characters. You know. Huh? What do you think? Hmm. That's a, yeah, I hadn't heard that one. Good one. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> I'm gonna research that. What later. haven't we talked about today, guys? <laughs> I don't think need, much. I think we need to hear a new PSA. I think, yeah. Actually. I think okay. we're PSA time. Hello. This is Lord Yikes. <laughs> I don't know how that got in there. Sorry, guys. Voldemort. <laughs> All right, Harry Potter. Oh. Getting the PSA from Voldemort. Oh, we got some figures pointing over here in this direction. Hi, um, I'm Ashley from Los Angeles. And um, <laughs> I just want to know, like, I guess the whole room, I don't know if this has been discussed already, but I'm a firm believer that um, Snape loved Harry's mom, Lily. Mm-hmm, I don't know if mm-hmm. anyone else thinks The secret that. garden theory. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I definitely think you did. That's another thing we haven't talked about yet. Was Miss Lily's eyes? Lily's eyes. If Lily that's in true, general. it explains Lily's eyes because every time Snape looks at Harry, and it also you know, explains that, like, I don't know if anyone else noticed, but he's never mentioned her ever, ever. in the books. Your father, your father, your father, your father, oh, your father. But true. your mother was perfect. <laughs> you know, that's true. Your father was arrogant. Never mentions her. The closest thing we've seen to any kind of Snape. Really, interaction, I guess, was the flashback, the, the and memory. She, and she was sticking up for him. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that theory. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was well, enraged, and I think he was actually a bit uh, embarrassed that a girl was sticking up for him. Yeah. Sure. And he couldn't stick up for himself. Especially a girl, a girl he liked. A Gryffindor. Yeah. And if it was a girl he liked, it's even worse. And then yeah. some people say that it's, it was his worst memory because he called her a mudblood. Mm. And that oh. created the divide. Owie. Owie. <laughs> that hurts. A couple more. That hurts. 
Wow. Oh, look at this. We do a few more? Um, yeah, we got like, like, like two or three more, depending on how wordy you are. Okay, awesome. I'm trying to think of what we haven't really talked about. We could ask for anyone has any particular questions about it. I want theories about what Harry is waiting for on the front cover That's of the American one. edition. I think it's Fox. What's, what's Harry doing his hand up in there for? Who has a theory Besides about that? Besides the Macarena. I got one. Up there? Uh, about the veil and also about um, Harry and Voldemort's final face-off. So should I say them both or just say the one about why the hand's in there too? Yeah, I haven't. Th- I don't have anything about the hand. Just- That's why I came over here to you. Jeez. Uh, okay. Well, what do you what do you got to talk about? Oh, I think that they're going to kill each other, but I think that Voldemort's going to use Avada Kedavra against Harry. Harry's going to put up a shield charm, but it's going to be, so it's going to bounce back and hit Voldemort because it was so powerful because he's evil and evil is self-destructive. And also, I think the shield charm would be so powerful that he would get knocked back and hit his head, op- head open and then they'd both die. He's going to knock his head open? Oh, that sounds like a horrible way to die. From stairs. You know, oh. hey, as opposed to what, what Harry's waiting for, we have an idea here. Our, our artist, Frack, is back there. I don't know if you guys, he made these and he made this. And he's told us that according to this, Harry's waiting for his Oscar. Because if you look in the back, yeah. the little Oscar is. Uh, he's all like, here I am. I love it. He's like, I'd like to thank the ministry. <laughs> they look like little Oscars. So yes, indeed. that's it, guys. I think he's uh, calling to his guitar. Ah. Uh, you would. <laughs> well, it's interesting because it looks like Harry is calling to something and Voldemort is like, get away from me with his hand, you know? Some people, I heard, uh, is he calling Fox to him or the, the Dumbledore Phoenix? Is he calling Fox. the dragon to the, him? The Gryffindor squid? But if, it, <laughs> if it's Fox, then it explains the gold color because what happened in book four when you heard the Phoenix song, Harry was filled with hope, Voldemort was filled with dread, which explains their expressions. Voldemort's got his hands out like, no, 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 you know, yeah. <laughs> just like that. And they were covered in a gold dome of love and Phoenix song. All right, all right. Well, what, how about you over here? Um. I was thinking that maybe he there's going to be a reappearance of Gryffindor's sword, and that's what he's holding his hand out for, and then mm. he can conceivably use it again against Voldemort. And I also have a question about McGonagall and why Harry doesn't really seem to trust her enough at the end of the sixth book to tell her about the Dumbledore's secrets and about the Horcruxes, because it seems, it seems like she's sort of Dumbledore's heir, and he doesn't seem to want to tell her enough about it. Well, every time he trusts a teacher... It's true. <laughs> Well, McGonagall's Things never been anything bad. but good to him. But Dumbledore didn't tell her. That's true. So, and Dumbledore didn't want him to tell anyone. That's so also true. that's it. You know? You think, how long, how long can he keep that up, though? So this whole book, is he not going to tell anybody that he's off, you know? What if, what if McGonagall says, hey, Harry, why aren't you coming back to school? You got a whole year of school here to do. What the heck? <laughs> he's like, oh, I can't tell you why. I'm just going to go off and bring two students yeah. with me and, you know... <laughs> Well, it's all good. We're, I'll write them, we're I'll write the head them girl an excuse slip. Boy, I'll write you know. them, you know, an out of school slip. Must hunt horcruxes. Yes. No, I mean he's Harry Potter at this point. You know, he's the hey, chosen I have one. To go, he can do whatever he wants. I have to go kill this guy. Sorry, you know, yeah. that's it. Screw you guys. All right, one more PSA and then two more questions. All right, one more PSA. We only have one PSA left. One PSA. Hello, okay. I'm Harry Potter. And I'm Harry Potter. And we're Harry and the Potters with a special public service announcement for all you Pottercast listeners. You know, when Voldemort killed my mom and my dad, that wasn't a very nice thing to do. Neither is spoiling a book for millions of people. This July, keep your mouth shut. 
That's the best one yet. Best I one. I like it. That's perfect. Awesome. That's my favorite by far. I love it. I love it. I've been looking everywhere, though, you guys, for a very big Pottercast fan, a very big Harry and the Potters fan. Her name is Frances, and she has some of the best theories you'll ever find. Well, she has some favorite characters, at least. Come on, Frances. <laughs> you'll see her at the concert. What's your name? Where are you from? I'm Frances. I'm from Trenton, New Jersey. <laughs> Hi, everyone. How are you today? I don't know about my own theories, but if you have theories to suggest me or questions, I can answer them for you in the best manner possible. I could try at least. I'm not that good at um, theory. Okay. I don't know people. Um... She's a little shy. She's a little shy. But she. We were talking about um, the, the trio in the UK cover edition, though. What's going on there? Well, I haven't really seen it per se. I've been away in Tokyo doing an anime um, convention. But um, let me just say this is that um, I'm pretty sure that Harry is actually asking for, um, I would have to say, uh, um, a saxophone. (laughs) Um, He is actually an amazing musician, you see. And he's going to use the power of music and the love of everyone around him to conquer the world and rid it of all evil. I like it. Thank you so much, Francis. For more on that, see the Harry and the Potters concert at McGuire Gardens later. Exactly. More on the same theme. Does anybody have anything to talk about the UK cover with the trio falling into the pit of money with the creature on his back? and the pit of money. Whatever the heck's going on there. Anybody have any good theories about that? Because that's something we've really been stumped on so far. Who's got a theory about that? After seeing what Creature looks like in the movie, do we think it's Creature? Yeah, but the movies and what Jason Crockroft draws on the front of the UK edition are different. But what, I, what I mean, does make did... me think that it's Creature is that David Yates said, now close your ears if you don't want a spoiler, David Yates said that, uh, it's not a real spoiler, that J.K. No. Rowling, they tried to cut Creature, and J.K. Rowling was like, you're going to need him. No cutting of the Creature. I mean, what people look like compared from the books to the movies. I mean, just look at Flitwick and what he started Flitwick. looking like. Flitwick had his pure eye makeover. He looks like now. <laughs> I mean, oh, gosh. weird little Flitwick. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody know about that over here? I don't think. Who have we not talked to? I think All right, we got like, some, like, like, like one and a half. Like one things. And a, over here. Let's talk over we got to go rock. Hi, my name's Ashley from Torrance, California. And yay. <laughs> um, my theory about the UK children's cover is that the. Um, the creature behind Harry is actually a red cap because I was reading um, Prisoner of Azkaban and there was a, a phrase that J.K. wrote saying that red caps were goblin-like creatures that, um, wait, that waited to bludgeon those who have been lost in battle and they hang around where bloodshed has just been. So I was wondering if that could relate to that. Whoa. This <laughs> blew my Whoa. mind right there, yeah. Paul. I, we give yeah. it to Paul. I don't even know where to start. We're with all like, that's good though. If you can, if we can blow their minds, you're on the right track. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. Magical creatures in Deathly Hollows are going to be huge. House elves. On House horseback. elves are going to be huge. Dragons riding out of the castle. Centaurs. They're all going to be. The playing brethren a huge will part. rise up. Yeah. Yes. And tickle the sleeping dragon. Oh, well, before. Before we head out of here, we have to say a huge thank you to Virginia and the Los Angeles Public Library for hosting us here today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Also, Harry and the Potters for one day in March saying, hey, we should do stuff at libraries together. And then we had a tour. So thank you, Harry and the Potters. It's our last show with these guys. Will we see you all at the concert? Yeah. 
Okay. Cool. Well, thank you all very much, and you'll hear this on podcast.com very shortly. No. Thanks, guys. Have fun at the concert. Oh, thank you to our resident Hufflepuff, Paul DeGeorge. <laughs> that was fun. I was not. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. (laughs) 